Welcome to the Clay Young Show. It is the before Christmas edition of the Clay Young Show on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 app. Clay Young and Orlando here to open the show, the last one before Christmas, and we've got a great guest for you today. So, uh, first up, how are you? I'm great, as always. This is uh, Christmas here. I think we talked about this last week, how this time of the year is over in South Africa. Oh, it's going to be like Christmas in South Africa. It's going to be, what, 82, 82 degrees? Well, this is true. That's right. It's summer in South Africa right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know... uh, Before we get to our interview, and this week's show is with David Savona, the executive editor of Cigar Aficionado magazine. They just released their top 25. That's, yep, that's the top 25 cigars for 2015, and that's coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to make reference to one story that has everybody's attention. And when I say the name, (laughs) it is Steve Harvey. I just feel so bad. So I really do. I have done lots <laughs> of live television, mostly local live television. Right, the news. Yeah, but I've done live television and I've done a lot of live radio, both locally and I've actually had the the, the honor of being on national radio a couple of times. Oh, wow. And anything can happen on live anything. <laughs> right. It can happen, right? I just think it's so amazing that people are all over the guy, never having been in a position like to do that. that. Right. And some of the comments and out there about him. He just got excited. Him. I mean, he just read the name. Well, and, and that's the thing. He said, I watched his post pageant interview where he actually walked out to address the media. Right. And he said, it was time to announce the winner. He looked down and saw Miss Columbia's name first or saw Miss Columbia. Mm -hmm. She was the first runner up. And so he called her name because her name was first. He didn't read the whole card. He didn't proof it. He just read the first Mm -hmm. country that he He saw Miss Columbia. Yeah. And he said, as he was walking back off stage, he recognized, he he looked at the card and realized what he had done. That must be a terrible feeling. My heart would sink. Oh, and so he goes over and asks someone, did I do what I think I did? Did I say what I think I said? And they were like, yeah, as there was a scramble backstage. (laughs) So he turns around on his own, Mm -hmm. walks out to the stage and and takes 100% responsibility for Mm -hmm. what he did. I like Steve Harvey. This is the reason why I always say the percentage of winners is much smaller than the percentage of losers. Because he made a mistake. Right. It was not a mistake based on anything other than a slip up. Right. It was not malice. And piling all over the guy because of it. I mean, the internet is like. Blowing up right now. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. He made a mistake. First of all, it's it's the Miss Universe pageant. I kind of think we're all going to be fine if there was a <laughs> flub at the Miss Universe pageant. Here's a quick quiz for you. How many of you even knew the friggin' pageant was going no on before the flub? I never knew it was like happening. Back in the day, it used they used to make such a big deal of it. Now, like yeah, you barely well, hear it. I never. Well, back in the day, it wasn't even. It, well, I didn't plan my evenings or weekends around watching the Miss well, no, whatever no, pageant. You. No, I, he just made a mistake, right. and it's like you it all. It, it's you. It's, He'll get over it within a week. Though. It reflects something in people. 
to just want to pile on. And it is something that I've believed I have believed has existed for a long time. And it is there are people who jump at any opportunity to tear people down, other people down, especially those who have been successful. Now, listen, I'm not a Steve Harvey apologist. He does a lot of stuff. I don't watch Family Feud because, oh, I'm at work when that's on. I don't watch his TV show because, oh, I'm at work when that's on. Not that I have a problem with him doing either. He has a radio show. Most times I'm in the car. I'm not listening to a whole lot of radio, and there's only a couple stations I listen to, and there's not a whole lot of talking on them unless it's talk radio. I totally get where you're coming from, but the memes are funny. I just Well, I mean, that's, that's fine. That's that's. That's fine. It's funny. I get all of that. But some of it has gone beyond oh, yeah. just People being funny. Always. It's 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 well beyond that. It's it's personal attacks and just, you know, lighten up everybody. He made a mistake. He owned up to it and he took 100 percent of and the responsibility. Yeah. I mean, it, to me. That says more about his character than anything. He didn't blame anybody else. He didn't blame it on rehearsal. He took full responsibility. So I just want to say that's an example to kids, in my opinion, concerning what you do when you make a mistake. Right. Own it. And he's been, I think he's going to be better because of this, because he's earned the respect of lots of people. Mm -hmm. But all of the people piling on to him, get a life, man. I mean... It's no wonder so many people are just losing at life. God, look in the mirror. Yep. I'll tell a quick story about live radio. I don't know how to tell this story. Yeah, you should. <laughs> so I was working at a radio station. At the time, the cluster was called Citywide Broadcasting. And they were having a talent show. And it was the seventh annual Citywide Talent Show. Try to say that fast. Say the one sentence. 7th Annual Citywide Talent Show. 7th Annual Citywide. No, see, you're saying it too slow and too... 7th uh, su- Annual Citywide. Yeah. So for me, when I said it on the radio, it came out the 7th Annual Titty-Wide Talent no! Show. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. No, Clay. So I said that. So good. <laughs> I said that, and then I paused. <laughs> I stopped. In my head, I'm thinking, oh, oh, that's hilarious. Did I just say that? So I go on with the read. I'm doing the read because I'm trying to get through it fast because oh it's a quick God. read going into a commercial, you know, right. out of a segment. And then guess what happens when I tried to do it a second time? You did it again. I did it again. No, you lying. <laughs> Seriously? Both that times? That happened both times. Titty-wide. That's exactly right. And then Kay Taylor, of course, who's my account executive, the one I use at that cluster the most, walks into the studio, <laughs> barely able to contain herself, saying, so Clay, you're going to the titty show? Oh my God. That, that happened. so funny. Yep, that happened. Well, I guess it can happen to anybody. I'm sure it does. Like, just in this was just like everybody was watching. And this, there was no seven second delay. I said that (laughs) twice on live radio. Oh man! So the next time I had to read that card, you better believe I took my very (laughs) slow time reading it. The seventh annual citywide (laughs) talent show. Every time I was hitting the brakes. All right, David Savona is up next, talking about cigar aficionados top twenty five. 
Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Welcome back to the Clay Young Show. He is the executive editor of Cigar Aficionado magazine. It is the preeminent publication for men who want to know about the good life. Libations, cigars, vacation spots, all of those things that you daydream about at the end of a hard work day. And seeing as how this is holiday season... It's a special time to talk about cigars because Cigar Aficionado always releases their top 25, and I was excited about it last week. Could not wait to see who was number one, and could not wait to have the conversation with this gentleman, David Savona. Hey, Dave, Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to you. Happy to be here. Uh, Listen, let's start with this time of the year. When you're building up to the top 25 and you know it's coming. Are you excited? Are you focused? I mean, what's the emotion you guys feel in the building when this is on the way? Well, we certainly are excited. You know, it means an awful lot to our readers. It means a lot to the premium cigar industry. So we get caught up in the excitement, too. We take it very seriously. We know it's a big deal when we name a cigar of the year, and we look forward to the whole process. And, uh, you know, it's a discovery process for us as well because we rate these things blind. So when the winners are, uh, are tabulated, uh, there, there's a, an excitement level here in the office as well that we hope uh, is the same as the excitement that our readers uh, go through when they when they see it online, read about it in our magazine. Well, there are a couple of places here in town, uh, Don Juan Cigars and Habana Port, and both of them see an uptick in business when the top 25 is released. On Friday, after you guys had released the number one cigar of the year, Uh, Later that afternoon, after leaving the office, I went by one of the stores, and there were people in there already loading up on the eight that they could buy because, of course, two of the top ten were Cuban. On the last uh, show we did together, you talked about that process. How do you guys go about selecting the, the cigars and then the tasting process? Let's talk about that again from A to Z. What is the process? Sure. Well, it's a long-term process, first of all. For our top 25, we begin with the cigars that scored the best throughout the year in Cigar Aficionado magazine and also in Cigar Insider, which is our twice-monthly Internet newsletter about the cigar industry and about cigars. In Cigar Insider, we tend to taste cigars by uh, by brand. We do uh, vertical brand tastings. If there's five sizes in a brand, we try to get them all. And in Cigar Vicinato, we do them horizontally by size, you know, get as many Robustas as we can, as many Lonsdales, et cetera. So combining the two, we get a, a very good universe of cigars from throughout the year that we start with. And uh, this year we rated somewhere in the neighborhood of 730 cigars uh, between those two publications. Wow. Yeah, so we start with the list of the 700, and we, you know, look at the best, usually... 91 points uh, tends to be the qualifying mark. You need to get a 91-point score typically to make it into top 25 contention. So we start uh, early with a list of these 91s. 
and then we eliminate duplicates. So if there's, uh, say there's five Padrones on the list, for example, Padron always a very high-scoring brand, and we typically rate more than one Padron a year, uh, we, we'll take the highest scoring of the, of the Padrones and eliminate the others. We also try to eliminate one, uh, cigars that might not be available anymore. Sometimes you might get a, a very limited release that's just not uh, going to be available to our readers uh, by the time the Top 25 comes out or not in the market anymore when we're doing our extra tasting. So those would be eliminated. And you kind of pare down the list. And then we get a buy list. Uh, and, and we have a tasting coordinator, a person whose main job here is to go out and buy cigars. I think it's important to note that when we do rate a cigar at Cigar Aficionado or Cigar Insider, we buy that cigar at retail, trying to mimic the the process that our reader goes through. Hmm. We want to rate cigars as they appear in the retail outlet. We don't want to get them from the manufacturer. You know, uh, it, these guys are very uh, you know trustworthy people, but still, you know, it, it's it is somewhat easy to make a special cigar for a rating if uh, if we did get them from the manufacturer. So we don't get them from the manufacturers. We buy them on the shelves just like a consumer would, and we spend a lot of money doing this process. So the uh, the tasting coordinator, who's not a taster, he's not a member of the smoking panel. He goes out to the, the, the shops, and he, he buys in New York, he buys some online and mix it up a little bit, and he buys at a variety of different shops. He buys these cigars that are on our target list, and he takes the bands off, you know, the, uh, the very the glossy special cigar band or band sure, that sure. cigars have, and puts on a generic uh, numbered band. Uh, so those cigars go to the tasters. And they, everyone has a, a drawer and a, and a walk-in humidor. Uh, and those cigars go in that drawer, so they're kept properly humidified during the tasting process. And then the tasters go at it. You know, they 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 smoke the cigars um, on their own. We don't smoke them. We don't comment on them as we're smoking them with each other. Uh, we we smoke them. We rate them blind. Don't know the identity. Don't know the price. Don't know who made them. Don't know what country they're from. Huh. And we give we give them a score. You know, uh, and we know going into the top twenty-five that. These are all special cigars going in. We know that they've already scored 91 points. So typically our score is going to be uh, a good score. Uh, sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes uh, cigars fall off. You know, it's a little bit tougher now. Uh, cigars are made by hand, so they do change over time. So uh, the cigar that scored 91 points to get it into the taste test might not hold up in that next round of tasting for top 25, and it could very well fall off, which happens sometimes or the score could go up. So at the end of the sort of that first round of tasting, you end up with um, uh, cigars that uh, no longer qualify, so those are weeded out. And then it depends on the year. Sometimes there's a, there's a, a very uh, strong group uh, at the top, and we say, okay, these are, these are clearly going to be the top 25, then we do another round of tasting to see you know, what could be the top cigars. You know, maybe there's a couple of potentials for uh, one through five or one through ten, et cetera. So we whittle it down, do another round of tasting, and then sometimes there's even a third round. Depends on the year. And at the very end of the process, you know, when all the scores are averaged and the, and the, the bands come off, it's like, okay, we look at the highest score, and that's our cigar of the year. What is the category? Are you tasting based upon, I mean, is it size? Is it uh, construction? Is it aroma? Like, what categories are you judging on? Oh, sure. They, there's various categories that play into the rating. So there's appearance, which is the least important. You know, it's how a cigar is made. And we look at that. We you know, want a cigar that's uh, put together properly, you know, proper construction with the head. The head in particular is a tough spot of a, of a cigar, uh, cigar to get right. 
you know, we want few veins in the wrappers. You know, these are product of tobacco leaves, so there's a natural vein in there. But, you know, there's a, a good craftsman will minimize the vein when you're putting together a cigar. Put the wrapper on so that it's cut properly so you don't really notice the seams. Mm-hmm. And that's up to um, 15 points of the total score, so it's the least important of our four categories. The uh, the draw and the burn, that's up to 25 points. You know, that's important. If you can't get the smoke to your mouth, the cigar's <laughs> not going to work. You can't taste it. Uh, flavor's up to 25 points. And then the last category we call overall impression. That's really you know how much the... Uh, the taster gets wowed by the cigar, and really that comes down to flavor too. You know, a cigar that that tastes great but doesn't look very great will uh, score better than a cigar that looks wonderful but doesn't have a lot of flavor. So, man, for, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, jumping into it, that, and I, I want to talk specifically about some of these brands. I hadn't had a chance to try all of them, but my plan is to try all of them, including the Cubans, before I get into February because I enjoy it. The biggest difference between the Padilla Miami and the La Bijou by my father is what? One's one well, and one's 25, but when you're talking about that difference, sure. what, what's the biggest thing that separates them? Well, both excellent cigars. I want to stress that any cigar that makes this list, all these 25 cigars, they're all superb cigars. Absolutely. So, yeah. Of course, everyone wants to be number one, but yeah. you know, it, it, just making our list is an accomplishment. And that means that the cigar is not only superb, but it has proven itself superb over multiple tastings. So it's it's not only a, a great cigar, but a consistently great cigar. So that needs to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. What what sets apart number one from all the others? Oh, man, it's it's uh, it tends to be complexity, richness. You know, the, the the cigars that make it to number one, it's the kind of cigar that you just do not want to put down. I mean, you'll light a cigar. <laughs> The cigar that we give number one, you'll light that cigar and you'll you will find it impossible to stop smoking. You'll just keep going back to it, and you'll be you'll get new flavors. Uh, it, it'll be rich. It'll have a long finish. Typically, it'll look great. It'll taste great. It'll just be the kind of cigar that you just do not want to stop smoking. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that Padilla number uh, number twenty two or the uh, the Nub at number twenty three. They're all wonderful cigars, but. Uh, those top-rated cigars, one, two, three, especially number one, they're just remarkable, remarkable cigar that you don't want to put down. The Le Bijou, it's a nice, dark cigar made entirely from Nicaraguan tobacco by uh, a family called the Garcia family of yeah. my father's cigars that just really, they know their stuff. They, yeah. they, they've taken incredible care with their, their manufacturing. They've done an amazing job over the past 11 years. It's a, a family with a, a not a long history of making great cigars, but boy, they really are at the very top of their game. They're doing an exceptional job right now. Yeah, and actually the, the Padilla is 22. The Sublimes, I guess, is, uh, is, is 25. I see that uh, Lito Go- the La Flor Dominicana is in there. Lito Gomez, I think, is the master of making the strongest cigars that are uh, surprising to you. I can tell you, man, the, the Lito Gomez, the... Uh, uh, Lito, Lito Diaz Gomez has put me on my behind a couple of times, and uh, it's great. But man, that thing is powerful. Yeah, Lito makes uh, makes cigars that are very, very strong. I mean, uh, for everyone, anyone thinks Cuban cigars are the strongest in the world. I say, you know, grab mm, a mm. grab a La Florida Dominicana <laughs> double a hero chisel. It'll just knock your socks off. Better have a Lito's- big meal first. Absolutely, Lito, Lito tends to take no prisoners with his <laughs> no, cigars. Oh man! <laughs> we talk- but I'll tell you the, the the one that's number twenty four. That's the Coronado, uh, La Florida Minicana Coronado. Yeah, 
And that's probably one of his more elegant ones. I'm not going to say it's a mild cigar by any means, but that one has a little more nuance than his typical smoke. Uh, it has a Nicaraguan wrapper that kind of uh, pay, uh, plays well with the Dominican filler that he has, that he grows in a farm in La Canela, Dominican Republic, that's really strong, really peppery. Yeah. But that, uh, that wrapper that he throws on that kind of just uh, changes the taste and brings it maybe a little bit more balanced than uh, his typical cigar, a little more elegant than his typical cigar. We talked about the La Raja the last time that we, we spoke, and, and I hadn't tried it. I have obviously since done that, and it's a very good smoke, and I was telling a friend of mine that I expected it to make the 25. I, I, just, I just had an expectation that it did, and it came in at number 13. When you have a new cigar maker make the top 25, or a relatively new cigar maker make the, t- the top 25, I'm sure they've got to be over the moon about that kind of credibility given to their company and their product. Uh, they, they typically are. And I, we, we heard yesterday from the, the, the folks at that company, they, they're ecstatic to be named number 13 Cigar of the Year. That was revealed yesterday on our mm-hmm. website, cigarvishnado.com. Uh, yeah, but with with it, it has an impact for any cigar company. You know, not, not to toot our own horn, but it is a big deal for cigar companies. But yeah, when you're kind of new or on the newer side, uh, it, it resonates even more. So they're they're exceptionally pleased, and and that's a cigar that's just done well in our tastings. Uh, it it held its own. It, it kept doing well in our top twenty five test, and uh, yeah, it was, it was certainly a candidate going in with a nice high rating. And it was able to uh, hold up in a what we call the tournament of champions. I mean, <laughs> imagine being thrown into a ring with all these great cigars, uh, and you have to, you know, you have to. Uh, I don't know. You have to perform under the toughest conditions with the, the toughest competition, and that one held its own to make number thirteen, which is a great accolade for him. Well, let's talk about a juggernaut and maybe the royal family of cigar makers, and that is Padron. Uh, they've never, if I understood you correctly, they've never missed the top twenty-five. No, they've never missed the top 25. They've never even missed the top 10. I think their lowest Jeez. rating in our top 25 ever was a number 7, which is, it just boggles <laughs> the mind. Uh, they, you know, if you want to call them the New York Yankees of the cigar world, you know, they, <laughs> they, uh, they've won the contest three times, three times Cigar of the Year. Wow. And uh, they're number 5 this year. The Padrones just do it over and over again. They, yeah. know, they, I can't say enough good things about what the Padrones have done with with the world of cigars and this is a lovely one right here it is fantastic i noticed the uh the cao flathead the 660 made the top three actually at number three pretty strong cigar but uh, i was very surprised at that not in a bad way just it was interesting that it was that high talk about that one that one i surprised us too i mean it's certainly if you want to say had things going against it, I mean, it's a 60 ring gauge. We're admittedly not big fans mm-hmm. of 60 ring gauge cigars. Uh, we're more traditionalists yep. with uh, thinner smokes, more traditional sized smokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is really all about the flavor. Uh, the, the that that cigar, you know, going in, I didn't give it high hopes to uh, do very well, but boy, it did just kept doing well again and again. It's a really nice blend, Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, mm-hmm. uh, exceptional flavor. Uh, it, it's uh, the certainly the best showing for a CAO ever on our list. And it's a nice combination of a broadleaf wrapper and a binder, also from Connecticut, but a Connecticut Habano leaf, and a mixture of uh, Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. Also, on, on top of everything else, it's a pretty good buy. that We don't ra- uh, take that into consideration when right. we're doing our blind tastings, but it's nice to see not only a cigar do so well, ranking number three on our list, but 
you know, with a, le- a price of less than ten dollars, that's a that's a pretty good deal for a top three smoke. I'll ask you about two about together here: the Arturo Fuente, uh, Don Carlos is number four, and the Ashton Symmetry is number eight. They are often in the top ten. Talk about those two cigars. Uh, Fuente, like Padron, uh, unparalleled history of consistently making a top product. The Don Carlos line, I, I think, probably their finest line. You know, some people are uh, Fuente Fuente Opus X fans, mm-hmm, which are mm-hmm. robust, peppery, and strong. The Don Carlos, a lot more nuanced. I think if you're a, a seasoned cigar smoker, you know, Don Carlos really is a, a cigar that you, you tend to love. Made with Cameroon wrapper. It's, it's, it's all about elegance, balance. A cigar that takes a long time to warm up has a Cameroon wrapper, so it doesn't always show itself right in the very beginning. You really need to let a Don Carlos warm up before it shows its full flavor and blossoms. But, uh, you know, that, that cigar just uh, has been consistently good since it was first released. It's a cigar that's been on the market for, I believe, more than 20 years, maybe even 30 years. I was surprised that Davidoff didn't make the top 25. Yeah, Davidoff didn't really have a, t- a strong uh, strong one going in. A couple of years ago, they had the Davidoff Nicaragua that yeah. did very well with us and was uh, a top five smoke. Yep. Uh, th- this year, they didn't really have uh, one that was a strong contender going in. Um Yes, there was no Davidoff brand in our top twenty-five. See, I, I the the Escurio was pretty good, but I didn't think it was as. This is me talking. I didn't think it was as good as the uh, Black, the Davidoff Nicaragua. I mean, I thought it was, it was okay, but man, that Davidoff Nicaragua. I, I, I have one in my humidor now that's been aging for a while. I mean, it's wasn't bad because it's a Davidoff, but it was a little bit underwhelming. Is that fair? I think that's fair. I mean, I think it's a tough uh, comparison. The Davidoff Nicaragua is an exceptional smoke. We gave it a very high rating in our magazine. And the Escurio uh, did okay. I think we gave it uh, scores of 88, 89 points. Certainly nothing wrong with that, but no. really not high enough to get it into contention for uh, for top 25. I noticed that the, the top 10 is very heavy Nicaragua, it seems. You've got a couple of Puros in there, and it's, it's actually... My favorite smoke has either it's all or mostly Nicaraguan. I love Nicaraguans with kind of a Honduran wrapper or Mexican San Andreas. But talk about that Nicaragua playing or or presenting so prominently in the top ten. Yeah, Nicaragua Nicaraguan cigars do well again and again with us. You know, it's it's funny. I've, I've been doing this for twenty years. Twenty years at Cigar Aficionado. And uh, when I first started at the company, Nicaragua really was very small. Uh, it was still recovering from the Civil War, and there were few Nicaraguan cigars on the market. They weren't the powerhouse that they are today. Uh, but the cigars out of Nicaragua have just done well again and again and again. And you know, the import, American cigar smokers love Nicaraguan cigars. They they are not. They're still the number two producer behind the Dominican Republic, but they're kind of a close number two. They're sort of catching up to the Dominican Republic. And if you go to the Esteli, where they make most of the cigars in yeah. Nicaragua right now, it's kind of a boom-time economy down there. There are cigar factories popping up, uh, new people popping up, and they're making cigars out of uh, superb tobacco. And, you know, the people have been doing it for a while down there, doing it carefully. You know, the Padrones, uh, if you look at just the top ten list, Drew Estate is number ten. Um, well, the Ashton cigar on the list has some Nicaraguan tobacco in it. The CAO is made in Nicaragua. And, of course, the number one, my father, yeah. is made in Nicaragua. Yep. Yeah, Nicaraguan cigars are at the, uh, just really at the top of their game right now. And last year's cigar of the year was Nicaraguan, too, the Oliva Serie V Melania. 
Rocky Patel, The Edge made the top 10, but it seems the prohibition is getting no love. I love those cigars, and I don't see them in the top 25 or anything, as I say, tongue-in-cheek. But what about those? What do you think about the, the prohibition, the two, two styles of those uh, cigars? I think they're, they're, they're two styles. One of them did okay with us, and one of them didn't do quite as well. Uh, I, Rocky makes some great cigars mm-hmm. in the top 10 two years in a row. The uh, this one here, the uh, the edge, uh, the edge Habano, again another Nicaraguan cigar, uh, exceptional smoke. I, I can't really comment about the prohibition so much, but uh, you know, this one that he that ranks number seven with us is extraordinary. It's in the humidor now. I want to try it. What should I expect from it, taste profile wise? Oh, taste profile wise, yeah, some leather, some hickory. Uh, we, we call it spicy and woody, really, for this cigar. Um, also, uh, you know, it's a Nicaraguan Pearl, so kind of a you know uh-huh. typical Nicaraguan style. Uh, also, a very good price. This one is uh, six fifty five, which is uh, one of the better bargains on our um, on our top twenty five list. You know, the Edge has always been a bargain price cigar. This yep. one a little bit more than the the original Edge, which is a smaller cigar that came in that big crate of one hundred. Uh, just really nice flavor profile. I mean, uh, Rocky's Nicaraguan factory Tabacuza. Uh, has been ma- has been making exceptional cigars for him. I mean uh, the uh, the Royale blend, which is yeah. a uh, top twenty five before yep. the fifteenth anniversary, another top twenty five performer. Uh, Rocky's best cigars, I believe, are coming out of this factory in in Nicaragua, yeah. and he's uh, really done some great things. The twentieth is really good as well. I have uh, I got about five of those uh, still left. You know, it's it's interesting. You guys talked a lot, and you make a great point about this: that a good cigar does not have to be expensive. You can buy a $6 cigar that will be absolutely pleasurable because if you're a real enthusiast, you're looking for the enjoyment of flavor and then the environment uh, in which to you know, you're enjoying a cigar. And you guys said that a few times in the top 10, you've got cigars there that are under $10. Oh, sure. I mean, I think for people who don't know a ton about cigars, it's a hard thing to fathom. But yeah, price and performance aren't necessarily intertwined. You don't have to spend a lot of money, and that, yeah. that's, we kind of do the heavy lifting for you. You know, we because we rate them without knowing what the prices are. So, you know, I'm sure the cigar manufacturers would much rather us give the higher ratings to the more expensive ones. But yeah. sometimes we we find out that yeah, that that five or six dollar cigar can outperform a twenty dollar or even a thirty dollar no cigar. Yeah. So, and actually today uh, we just released our best buy list on the website on cigarvisionado.com, and we've got what's it thirty two cigars. None of them are retail for more than uh, $6 a piece, and they're all uh, 88 points and above. So uh, it's a list of 32 exceptional bargains uh, that are uh, really smart buys right now, all rated well by us, 88 points and higher. It's yeah. a good rating, and uh, that will not break the break the bank. So you can get uh, one of the greatest cigars in the world for, uh, you know, God, about the price of a, a, a big cup of coffee at your <laughs> local Starbucks. <laughs> a couple more questions here. Uh the, there are two Cubans that made the top 10, the Ramon Ayones and the Bolivar. I tried the uh, Ramon Ayones about two months ago. Someone gifted it to me, and I thought it was a really good cigar, and he was just raving about it. Now I'm sure he's uh, running around saying that he was, you know, he's like Nostradamus or something because he predicted a top <laughs> cigar. And then the Bolivar, which I have not tried. Uh, you know, Cuba, you guys don't overdo that with the top 10 to over loaded with Cubans. And as a matter of fact, is this the first time in the last three years that you've had two Cubans in the top 10? You know, I think it is. Uh, last year, I believe it was just one. And, uh, and then year before last, I think the number one cigar was the Monte Cristo number two. 
That's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that, the, speaking of the two of them, they're two very different Cubans. Yeah. The, uh, the Bolivar number 9 is is strong. It's one of Cuba's strongest cigars. Okay, so if you like strong really? cigars, the Bol- Oh, yeah. Okay. Bolivar Bellicosofino has some guts to it. Okay. You know, it's a great uh, figurado, a uh, lot of pepper on the palate, you know, robust, leathery, definitely an after-dinner kind of cigar. Do not give that cigar to somebody smoking their first cigar. It might, it might set them, put them on their back. You know, Ramonia, <laughs> you know, Rush Limbaugh says that's what he does to people before they play golf, is he'll give them a, a super strong cigar to kind of <laughs> loosen their guts a little bit before taking them out on the links. Yeah, if you can't beat him with the strokes, beat him with the cigars. I like his strategy. I'm not a good golfer. I can't employ that. There story. you go. Yeah, and the Ramon Iones is uh, certainly not a mild cigar either, but a little more nuanced than the uh, than the Bolivar. Really a, a beautiful Cuban Robusto. And Ramon Iones is a smaller Cuban brand, certainly a lot smaller than Cohiba, Monte yeah. Cristo, Romeo Julieta. So they don't make a ton of them, and they don't make them in a ton of different factories. One thing about uh, Cuba's Monte Cristos, Cuba's Cohibas, the production is spread across multiple factor, uh, factories, so consistently, uh, consistency tends to be a problem. You know, you might have uh, different people making the same cigar. With Ramoniones, it's different. It's very small, so it's, uh, I believe they're all made in one factory still, and they've been trending upwards with their scores over the years with this particular size. And this year they were smoking exceptionally great and uh, did well enough in our top 25 taste tests to end up at number two. Just a, a really lovely smoke out of Cuba. Uh, and also, also not a terrible buy. Uh, cheaper than a Cohiba Robusto. Uh, believe cheaper than a Bolivar Royal Corona, which is also a Robusto mm-hmm. shape. So it's a, it's a nice smoke if, uh, if you happen to be shopping outside the United States and you're in the market for Cuban cigars. And finally, the cigar of the year, my father, Le Bijou, 1922 torpedo. It's a box pressed cigar. Uh, I, at first, when you, when someone finds out they're number one, of, of mm. course, you know, you get down to number two, there's still some names left off the list. Everybody's waiting. I, I remember watching a video at your website, uh, cigaraficionado.com, and one of the manufacturers were saying they kept re- refreshing the screen just to see who number one was. I, I don't think it was Alec Bradley. I don't remember who it was. And they just told the story about when he saw that it was his company, he just stared at the screen. So let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about that. The moment when number one is revealed, how soon is it before your phone starts blowing up? It depends on the, on the year. There's certainly, uh, there, there, sometimes people are shocked. Um, it's important to know we don't call them ahead of time. People don't know that they're number one. They they find out, like the rest of the world finds out. They see it on our website. Uh, sometimes uh, I've heard of people not being by their computer and getting a phone call from a friend in the industry or uh, uh, some other friend. Um, our, our phone do, does tend to blow up. That, you know, <laughs> it's, actually, it's more emails now. We get the email saying thank you. They're floored. Right. But they're also pretty busy. The companies that get number one, their their phones start ringing too. If they get congratulated. The, the sales orders start coming in. Um, and one of the reasons we, we do the process the way we do, we do the, the countdown from 10 to 1, and then we reveal 11 through 25. If, I love that. You know, well, yeah, we, and part of that's for the surprise. I mean, yeah. if, we, if we did it all the way from 25, you know, because you, you know that the cigars, a cigar has to score well with us in the year right. to be a contestant. Uh, not that the list is available, you know, with all the cigars that, that are in the running, but you know, you might be able to make some assumptions and say, okay, well, you know, this is a top-scoring cigar. It's not in there yet. That might be the number one. So we want to keep people guessing a little bit to add some suspense to it. So, uh, 
Yeah, it is kind of a fun countdown, and uh, we we certainly hear the appreciation of the cigar makers. It's funny, they thank us, and I always like to say, well, you know, I appreciate the thank you, of course, but it, it's really, you know, you did the heavy lifting. Right, you, right. You, you made the cigar. We're, you know, we're not giving it to you because hey. we, we like you. We're giving it to you because that cigar performed. That's that's why Man, it's the cigar of the year. you know how business goes. Right about now, they're thinking we're going to have one hell of a first quarter thanks to CA. So I'm pretty sure they're they're thanking you as well. I know you guys are not doing it for that reason, but hey, as a businessman, I get it. So let's talk about number one. Tell me about sure. that stogie. Great stogie, uh, commemorative smoke, you know, made by my father's cigars. And uh, the whole company was named in, in honor of a father. So it's named my father after the My Father brand, which was made by Jaime Garcia in honor of, of his father, Pepin, who's the, you know, the patriarch of the family. So after the My Father's cigar came out, the regular My Father, Pepin said, I'm going to make one for my dad as well. So he <laughs> made the My Father Le Bijou, 1922, 22 being the, the, the year that his own father was born. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it, my father is, uh, the regular my father has a wrapper from Ecuador, and the Le Bijou, the Cigar of the Year, has a wrapper from Nicaragua. So it's a, it's a little bit of a stronger profile, a little bit more of the, uh, the coffee bean uh, and a stronger profile than the typical my father. And it just really is a, first of all, it's gorgeous, a big, dark cigar. They call the wrapper oscuro, so it's like, you know, a, uh, it's a, in the Maduro family of colors. The uh, tobacco is all Nicaraguan and has a lot of tobacco that the Garcias grow themselves. Uh, like I said, they've been making cigars for 11 years, but in recent years they've started growing their own tobacco. And that's kind of changed some of their flavor profiles and given them more uh, control over their raw materials. And, you know, they make a beautiful cigar. They, uh, they make it in the Cuban style, all by hand, of course. They use uh, two binder leaves, which not everybody in the business does. So uh, two smaller binder leaves, which add a little complexity of flavor, uh, rather than just having one binder. Now, the binder leaf is that is the leaf that holds right. together the filler. Yeah, yeah. And it's one part, you know, construction. It's a, a binder is kind of like a wrapper that didn't make it. You know, right, It has flaws right. to it, so it's not good enough to be used as an outer leaf. But, uh, you know, some people also use it as a seasoning element. So if you, if you use two binder leaves rather than one, not only does it hold the filler bunch in there, but it, it adds a little more complexity. So you've got two different leaves in there. Interesting. Yeah, adding to the taste of a cigar beneath that wrapper. So they're all Nicaraguan leaves, but they're leaves from different areas of Nicaragua and different farms in Nicaragua. And all those different tastes come together for a really rich, robust, and absolutely delicious cigar. Is it uh, medium or full-bodied? I'd call that medium to full. Maybe not quite a complete full body. There's some sweetness in there. You know, we, we, we picked up the flavor of uh, raisins covered in dark chocolate. Uh, good leather in there, and of course we're not eating leather here at Cigar Vichana. <laughs> if you smell like a you know a piece of leather, that's the aroma that you get when you smoke this cigar. And listen, yeah. I've had people ask like, how do you know like with those flavors? And it's like it's it's reminiscent the taste. I mean, it's how would you explain it? You're 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 the real aficionado. How would you explain like some taste notes are easy. Coffee's easy. Chocolate's easy. Uh, you sometimes I've tasted. Cane, sugar cane, especially yeah. in that Rocky Patel uh, uh, burn, it's it's really sweet. But explain the flavor notes aspect of this for a beginner who's listening to you now. Well, sure. A lot of it is just kind of starting with the general, then moving to, to the specific. So, you know, if you start with, okay, is it sweet? You start with sweet, and then you say, okay, well, how sweet is it? What kind of sweetness? And then you kind of, you know, you kind of get a little more specific. Well, is it, is it sweet like a raisin? 
which has you know some earthiness to it and uh, certain qualities, or is it sweet like chocolate? If you get to chocolate, then you start eliminating what type of chocolate. Is it milk chocolate? Is it dark chocolate? Is it more like a cocoa powder? Because each one is, they're in that chocolate family, but they're each a little bit different. And you go a little bit more nuanced as you, uh, as you go. And, you know, sometimes you don't get the absolute specifics from each cigar, but sometimes you do. So you try to get as specific as possible. And, you know, I just, you know, I think about aromas and flavors as I go through my day and kind of put that in the old mental file. And then when you're smoking, you kind of put those things together. You know, a, a tea is one I get a lot. You know, there's different types of teas, and there's a tea in a cup, and there's just the tea in the tea bag. One's drier than the other, you know. Uh, and there's honey. Uh, you know, sweetness of honey is different from the sweetness of chocolate. Uh, there's, there's molasses, which has a different sweetness than honey. So it's really just kind of having these mental notes of, yeah. the, uh, of the thing in your, in your head and then kind of trying to put it all together when you're experiencing the smoke. And I tell people who aren't really used to it, you know, think about the general and then move away from that general and ask yourself questions. You know, if it's, if it's, if it's earthy, well, is it like, you know, smelling dirt or is it like, <laughs> is it like a, you know, is it woody? Yeah. What kind of wood is it? You know, I barbecue a lot. I like to uh, uh, cook with smoke. Not yes, smoke sir. Cigars. So, yeah, so barbecue woods, like a, a chunk of hickory wood has a yeah. nice aroma to it that you sometimes get. Uh, from a cigar, um, there, there's it, sometimes wood is dry, like a balsa wood. Right. Uh, you know, it, so it's it's really just thinking about the general and moving toward the specific. And it, you know, I do this for a living, so uh, you know, I, I think about it more than the typical person. When I'm smoking a cigar, I'm not uh, for a taste test. I'm not smoking for enjoyment and, and and you know, watching TV or doing other things. I'm I'm thinking about the cigar. So it's it's my job to look at these specific flavors. And if if people want to try to put these tastes to it, it's just really opening up your mind and thinking about the flavors that you experience in real life and putting them toward cigars. I watch those videos and I'm thinking these guys are as lucky as hell. I just it's it's always fun to watch. You do a great job. I tell people if you don't I'm subs- sorry I lost you there. I can't hear you. Can, can you hear me? Dave? Did we lose Dave? I don't know what happened there. Just went away. Dave, can you hear me? Let's try to get him. All, we'll hang up. and. Uh, Hello? Can you hear me? Let's drop him and then call back to see if we can get him back on the line. I was going to say that these guys, uh, they do such a great job every year with the top 25. And it wasn't until year before last that I started watching the videos online. And every day, I can't wait for the video. And generally... I'm glad it's early in the day because I don't like a lot of distractions at the office, but I want to see those videos. And generally speaking, I got a group of guys that we smoke together. So I always want to know because I don't want to get a text from one of them telling me what the cigar is before I've seen what it was. And so we have a running conversation about the taste profile and the flavor notes and all of those things that go along uh, with that. And again, if you don't know about it, you can log on to cigaraficionado.com you heard him mention the website a couple times there and the top 25 dave we got you back oh hello hey we got you back i'm back all right i was just talking about that top 25 in the the video reveal here and uh, really plugging your website for people who want to learn about uh you know cigars but there's more to it than that uh so let's talk a little bit about the other things it's mostly cigars but the other things in the magazine that you guys talk about certainly well, yeah, we are, of course, about cigars, but we are much more than just that. Uh, in every issue of the magazine, we try to cover the worlds of golf, 
We, uh, you know, we like to talk about great golf courses that you could experience. Most of our readers enjoy a good game of golf. We, uh, we talk about the finest in the world of uh, automobiles, you know, uh, new cars that are coming out. Yeah. Uh, we did a story, a great story on um, uh, Italian cars uh, not too long ago. Showed the different worlds of Ferrari, Maserati, etc. We cover watches. I mean, a lot of our uh, readers enjoy a good watch. So we're always out on the lookout for what's new, what's coming out, and uh, what's fashionable. And, uh, you know, travel's important for us, too. Yeah. We do a lot of stories on uh, visiting the, uh, the best places in the world. Our last big travel story was a survey of the finest cruises uh, available in the world with, uh, you know, not only a, an eye for places that uh, let you have a good cigar while you're cruising, but, uh, you know, just a place that take you to maybe unexpected, uh, unexpected journeys and smaller ships that you wouldn't think of just uh Really, we really want to let our readers get the most out of life, and we try to point them in the right direction. Well, it is an inexpensive magazine. I enjoy it. I encourage you to subscribe if you have not. It's a great thing to get at your house. And no, I'm not being paid to do this. I'm just giving you advice, especially if you are a cigar enthusiast. There's there's a lot of great information in there. And, uh, David, uh, another fantastic year and a great top 25. I'm looking forward to trying them all. Oh, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy them all as much as we did. Well, listen, uh, you know, I'm going to get you to hang on. I wanna, I'm going to send you some scotch because uh, I know you're a scotch guy too, right? I certainly am. Yeah. I don't want to do that, but I appreciate it. No, that. it's okay. I love sharing the love with fellow brothers of the leaf. David Savona, the executive editor of Cigar Aficionado Magazine, back to wrap things up in just a moment. Have you ever wanted to host your own podcast? Coming soon, Play Young Enterprises and Podcast 225 will be giving you your big chance. You'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment to create a podcast that you can be proud of. You'll have an engineer and a professional show open and close. The Clay Young Show is already considered one of the best podcasts in the state. Get the same audio quality and professional packaging for your very own podcast. Stay tuned for more details. Your chance to have your own show is coming soon. This is the Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. So there you have it. David Savona, the executive editor of Cigar Aficionado Magazine, talks with us about the top 25. And it was a fantastic conversation that you had the pleasure of sitting in and listening to. That was really interesting because I'm slowly getting into it. Yeah. Did you you enjoy the conversation? Yeah. I mean, it was interesting to learn about... The taste, because I've never known about taste profiles, so it was, I mean, I'm only getting into it. Today was, what, my second cigar I've ever smoked. It was really good. You had an Oliva. It was, uh, yeah, what was the first one I had? It was (laughs) an experience. CLE. It was experience for CLE. So it was a really good discussion with Savona, and uh, this discussion was mostly for those who are cigar enthusiasts (laughs) and who enjoy what they do, I enjoyed listening to him talk about that. And uh, next week, we will talk a little bit about this year. And our guest on next week's edition of the Clay Young Show will be... Condon. Richard Condon. <laughs> and I just know that that is going to be something special. So, uh, In Baton Rouge or in the Baton Rouge area, the places where you can get the top 25 list... Most of them, at least, with the exception of the Cubans, are, and I'm going to get those two Cubans, too. Don't you worry about how. <laughs> I just will. Uh, Habana Port, 
Don Juan Cigar Company. And of course, uh, Churchill's sells a lot of them. And interestingly enough, Churchill's is like the place where you can get the Davidoff brand cigars, not the uh, other two. And Churchill's, the Davidoff at least, didn't make the top 25, which was interesting. So Habana Port, Don Juan Cigar, go see Arturo and Luis over at uh, Habana Port. Justine and Robert yeah. over at Don Juan. Justine is such a sweetheart. She we helps us with the Smoke military veteran event. Smoke them if you got them. It sounds better when you say it <laughs> every year. And we'll have details about the next one coming up in January. We've got the date worked out for you. We'll give you that date and tell you who the organization is going to be benefiting. And... We may have a couple of surprise guests at we the event. We always have some surprise That's guests. exactly right. So have a Merry Christmas, a safe holiday uh, this week, and stay out of trouble. <laughs> all right? If you're going to Christmas parties, don't get uh, too lubed up at these parties. You've got to drive home, all right? Be safe. And, uh, and you do the same. Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. I Merry appreciate Christmas. my entire team here at CYE. We work hard all Best year boss long. ever, uh, ever. We work hard. And our main goal, the slogan of the company is we'll make you look good. And it is not just something we say. We really care a lot about our people winning. And so... Don't talk a lot about that here on this show, but it's important. Listen, hit that hit that subscribe button. Yes, you can sir. download the show every week, listen to it there, or on iTunes, or of course on the Talk 107.3 mobile app, or you can simply log on to the website, and that website is... Podcast225.com Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, y'all. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.